Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for this wonderful day, the blessed time that you given to us to come at your presence. Lord, we thank you always you are in our midst. Thank you for speaking to each and every one of us. Once again, uh, it is our privilege to hear from you. Hide me behind your cross. Lord, give us the attentive ears to hear your word as you want us to be. Bless us through your word. Let your word bring conviction, corrections, edification, encouragements in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Once again, greetings to you all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for this wonderful, blessed day. As I said in the beginning, as we started the new year, we are again in the new day of the new month. So it's a great blessing. As we heard the message from the beginning of the year, and also you know that it is the year of revival. Just as a recap, I will share with you what was briefly, what was the message which I shared on 31st December, that is on 1st January. It is about what is revival, what is the meaning of it, who sends the revival, why we need a revival, who is in need of revival? How do we get revival? I concluded with the promise that is Ezekiel 36, 36. Under revival, it is a reformation, bringing back to the pure doctrine or the truth. Revival means bringing back the life and the power and also Restoration is bringing back the patterns or the structure to the former state. Subsequently, after that message, when I heard from the message which was shared here, I do not know how many of you remember everything. Do you remember what uh, in sequence they received the message after the first week of January? Followed by Pastor Leslie, that is the personal revival. Of course, each and every one of us, we need it. That a realization to the restoration, realization, resolve, repent, return, and a restoration. Then do not worry about, I am with you. Then followed by rebuilding walls. And the people, Jesus is coming back. Lastly, last night, vigil night, we had a message in relation to that. When I hearing that is about the promise of God for the future, when I look into everything, it is only the Holy Spirit of God unites us. And it is the word only from our God. There are many tremendous testimony concerning 
how the spirit of god leads this church how the spirit of god the building this church building his people and there are much more than that i can explain i i, I could not able to express it but i am explain i am experiencing it in this church so in all things we give all glory honor and praises unto him because he is the head of this church it is the word of god is always the foundation of this church shall we put our hands together for our lord jesus thank you today as i started the last year message with the ezekiel 36 today it is from ezekiel 37 i will re- read verses from 1 to 14 please pay attention to this word this all the background of this today's message ezekiel 37 verse 1 the hand of the lord came upon me and brought me out in spirit of the lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones then he caused me to pause by them all around and behold there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry and he said to me son of man can these bones live so i answered o lord god you know again he said to me prophesy to these bones and say to them o dry bones hear the words of the lord thus says the lord god to these bones surely i will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live i will put snails on you and bring flesh upon you cover you with the skin and put breath in you and you shall live then you shall know that i am the lord so i prophesied as i was commanded and as i prophesied there was a noise and suddenly your writings and the bones came together bone to bone indeed as i looked the snails and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over but there was no breath in them also he said to me prophesy to the breath prophecy son of man and say to the breath thus says the lord god come from the four winds o breath and breathe on this slain and they may live so i prophesied as he commanded me and a breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army then he said to me son of man these bones are the whole house of israel they indeed say our bones are dry our hope is lost and we ourselves are cut off therefore prophesy and say to them 
Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the, the Lord. When I, I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves, I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Amen. So in this today title message I titled as The Holy Spirit and Restoration. As I said before, the revival comes only from God. The revival comes only from above. Today, what is it? It is only by the Spirit of God. You have noticed from the scripture what we have read. The prophecy was said, and what was it? The Spirit came in. In the hopeless situation, before that, who needs the revival? As we know that each and every one of us. That was spoken, it is about Israelites. Israelites are no one, it is you and me, or the spiritual Israelites. That is, we are, belongs to our God. We are his own children. We were chosen. We were named. And we are his belongings. To us, the scripture is written. And today, revival means each and every one of us needs revival. That is why followed by the 31st message, the first message came to is about the personal, personal revival, the restoration. Who needs it? Each and every one of us. Even though it was shared from the, the last son, the stages when you look at it, yes, that, is, that shows that how important it is for us to get revived or restored from our spiritual life. We may be always thinking about the physical. More than the physical, even though the sign, it is a sign here, it is a, symbolically it is mentioned to the dry bones, speak to them. When the dry bones hear the word of God and get together, listen to that, and the, because of the prophecy and collected together and they get the skin and the life means, what about you and me? Is there any other hopeless situation have you gone through in your spiritual life? Have you? Never. But one thing, it is possible for us to backslidden. It is possible, even though God is, that's why even in the promises, today's promises also, it was, pastors explained to you very, very beautifully. In a hopeless situation, God gives us the hope. How was that? But every, it is possible for us to backslide. The first life, when we accepted Jesus Christ in our life, we have life. The life is from Him. The life to live. And even that life, this is, 
in a gradually in a spiritual walk we lose it so even you look at yourself or examine yourself your spiritual standard is not the same as you expect jesus christ first time you confessed your sin and accepted him that is the first the first time you accepted him and you get the life came to you by the spirit and that has to be maintained so in that case whoever is lost there is always time for restoration coming back to the lord having encounter with him the encounter is not without repentance repentance leads to restoration today in this scripture in uh, from this scripture i have wanted to say about four points how the holy spirit restores us and what are the areas number 1 he restores the understanding of the lordship of christ it may be looks strange to you of course when we accept jesus christ that is the confession first we make i or we accepted jesus christ as the lord and savior of our life so we are sure about the lordship the lordship was shifted from our own lordship to god that means so far when what we confess what is the meaning of our confession at the time of our receiving the salvation so far i was living of my own i rule my life i did what i wish i go where i want here after lord it is not me it is you you are my lord you are going to rule over me here after i do not have my own wish to anything it is you who rule over me so our lordship was shifted from self to the lord jesus christ gradually we lost it we lose it i do not know how many of you lost it but we are keep on losing so now again the message is the holy spirit when we are in the year of revival in the year of restoration always there is a restoration in the presence of god and with the holy spirit of god the holy spirit alone can restores the understanding of the lordship of christ if you feel that you are losing it you know it how it is possible in 37 23 and 24 he says they shall not defile them slave themselves any more with their idols nor with their detestable things nor with their any other transgression that means there should not be any more idols in our life idol means there are many what are the idols before that let me read 30 isaiah 26:13 oh lord our god monsters besides you have made had dominion over us but by you only 
we make mention of your name. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2 and 3, we read like this. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, however you are led. Verse 3, therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So the Lordship means, as I said, it's a new management. No more other idols. Certain idols are ego, self, and human strength. Isaiah, in Isaiah 2, 11 and 17, we need the loftiness and the haughtiness. That is the overconfidence, pride, overconfidence. These are all the common idols all, most of the Christians have. Simple word, one terminology is, I know everything. I am a believer. I am a member of this church. Some people are proud of it. I am a believer or member of this church. Where you go, I am going to the bread of life. <coughs> there are people, those who have pride and overconfidence in their spiritual life. So, in our own strength, it is not only the spiritual and also the physical. I can do everything. I know everything. These are all the idols that we should be away from those idols. Secondly, our accomplishment. I have done this. And I will do this. Hosea 14.3 says, Azariah shall not save us. We will not ride on horses. Nor will we say any more to the work of our hands. You are our calm. For in you, the fatherless finds mercy. So, we cannot boast about or our accomplishment. And our wealth, we are becoming our idol. That is God and mammon. Acts 5.2, we know about Anania and Sapphira. Jesus is either the Lord of all, nor the Lord at all. Acts 5.2, we know it. Galatians 5.17 says, From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people of the way, in, there is a proverb saying, the cat on the wall. So whether this side or that side, no, there should be only one side when you accepted our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other side of it. There should not be other side of it. So we should do everything which will please our God. That is for what, for that alone we are called. First Corinthians 10, chapter, chapter 10, 31 to 33, if you read about it, Therefore, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, 
do all to the glory of God. Give no offenses either to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. Verse 33. Just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many that may be they may be saved. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 also says, No one engaged in a warfare entangled himself with the affairs of the life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. We are called for it. So there is no compromising, there is no other idol. We should have a enough knowledge about the Lordship, what we have accepted, what, you are, uh, what we are given for. So that has to be maintained. When you are in a time or in a situation that you forgot the Lordship of Jesus in your life, only the Holy Spirit will restore you and keep you intact with the Lord Jesus Christ to have a victorious life. Whatever you lose it, the Spirit of God alone can restore you. Secondly, He restores the true worship. It is about the worship. What was the worship? What was the pattern of your worship in the beginning? How did you worship in your personal life? I feel that maybe some of you could have had an encounter with our God during your worship. Some of you maybe during your prayer. But subsequently we lose it. Just think about yourself. We had a beautiful worship. How many of you joined together and sang? How many of you just watching here and there? We always speak about and pray about the oneness in spirit. And also we always keep on encouraging. Every coming time, first of all, when he enter itself, there will be some song, there will be a scripture, and that word may be about you or what you wanted to say to the Lord, that, that is a blessing for you. Some of you missed the worship. You are coming after the worship. So that means you lost what is your portion God stored for you. Every part of the, worship, the service is a blessing. Whatever you wanted to say to the Lord, you should be prepared. That's why we encourage you to come with the expectant heart. Come with the preparation. If you are not prepared, you cannot blame anybody else. You cannot blame the church. You cannot blame the preacher. Or you cannot blame the choir or a musician. This is not right. That is not right. If anything is not right, the problem is not with them, it is with you. The Spirit of God, we should be filled with the Spirit of God. If you are sensitive to the Spirit of God, definitely the Spirit of God will reveal to you. It will convict you. It will teach you. This is you. 
we have a the wonderful spirit of god who can be who is always with us is the spirit of god is in you say amen to that loudly amen. that gives you the boldness that gives you the refreshment of what god has how god has been in you the spirit of god is in in you so they rest he restores the worship for an example king ezekiel was a reformer the first thing he did was the restoration of worship that we read from second chronicles chapter 29 3 25 29 30 i'm not going for it just to refer uh, take the reference second chronicles chapter 29 verse 3 verse 25 verse 29 and 30 secondly king josaphat set the singers before the soldiers usually during the army in a worldly sector they keep the the very powerful strong soldiers before in any country those who have a fight with each other nowadays it is a modern first they start, start with the airstrike but those days it is only land force goes before but this king said the singers before you know about the success and the victory over about the israelites how they victory over all the enemies even the jericho we know it is only by worship the singers as all of us know pentecost and after what has happened what has happened there actually 11 says credence and arabs we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of god that is 247 says praising god and having favor with all the people and the lord added to the church daily those who were being being saved so they started with the upper room praising god when they are praising and worshiping the spirit of god came upon them that was the day and they received the power and they spoke in tongues the subsequently what we know about you know about what has happened acts 2 says so he there was what has happened everything was so many miracles signs has happened god hear them answer to the prayer and one of the man who was born disabled he says leaping up stood and walked and he entered in the temple with them walking leaping and praising god even when the sick healed they joined the worship worship is an immediate outcome of the spirit's fullness when your spirit fill whenever it will lead you into worship hello i'm telling about you if your spirit filled definitely it will lead you into worship further it may lead you to dance also but we don't dance why we control ourselves we have our own restriction our own pattern even for clapping hands we think twice 
even lifting as we think but these are all scriptural clapping hands is a scriptural it is the expression of your joy lifting of your hands is it led you first of all you if you take it to the present world it is an exercise physical exercise but it is not only the physical exercise it is a spiritual exercise that you are lifting the hands up means you are lifting our lord up he is above another way if you can say is suppose if anybody is chasing you if anybody is chasing you what you will do if you you will run and run and run at last if you cannot <laughs> that's why it is surrendering ourselves before the lord that is a sign of faith surrender before him i am not lord it is not me it is you who have everything so that is a sign of faith so if you are spirit filled that will lead you into true worship Ephesians 5:18 to 19 if you read and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation but be filled with the spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual song singing and making melody in your heart to the lord singing and making melody in your heart to the lord when you are singing you are singing to yourself and unto the lord don't worry about who is next who is singing who is not singing you sing that is the true worship speaking in tongues is the one of the among nine gifts or as fruit which is mentioned or you can say yes that is very true that also outcome of spiritfulness so god is in spirit we should worship him in spirit and in truth spirit and in truth thirdly the holy spirit restores fellowship among believers ezekiel 37:15 to 15 to 22 the holy spirit restores fellowship among believers coming together the outcome of the spiritfulness is one another one another i like the term in ephesians 5:17 to 21 if you read it therefore do not be unwise keep the word unwise therefore do not be unwise but understand what is the will of the lord is what is that verse 18 do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation but filled with the holy with the spirit speaking to one another and it goes on 20 giving thanks always for all things to god the father in the name of our lord jesus christ submitting to one another in the fear of god so the holy spirit is the greatest unifier 
The, he put Jews and Gentiles together. That we read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. So, it is bringing together, believers coming together is the sign of the, the work of the Holy Spirit. Even in the Acts, we, need, we read many things. When Acts 4, 31 to 32, when we read it, he says that when they ate, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Only when we are together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. All will fill with the Holy Spirit. When? When we are together. Not physically, it is spiritually. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. 32. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. In these days, there are divisions among the brethren. Those days, it was only the multiplication of the church. The children of God, those who are saved, were added to the church. Thousands, five thousand, and thousands they were added. Now, even if there are two hundred, they divide themselves, they become twenty. As my experience in this land, oh, okay, let me tell about this church. You know about all of the churches, but I do not know how many of you know about this church. This church, as you know, it was started in a, in a house, as a prayer group. When God given us the vision, we moved and became a church in 86. That time, it was in the old annex. Now the present annex. Old annex means it is still smaller than the present. We were all together, not more than 30 to 40 along with the children. Then we moved to the small, big hall, the old hall. And there we find it difficult. Of course, there are uh, groups of, uh, separated in the sense of the multiplication of the same group, they started a new group. That is different. I'm not talking about that. But in there, the we could not be able to accommodate everybody. That's why we had a special session for the children. Straight away, when they enter the church, they should go to the annex. They should have their own worship. The same time as we started. It is because of lack of the place. It is not that God multiplied us. God blessed us. We were all together. And with the grace of God, we moved from there to here. Still, 
we are more in numbers, it is not only about the numbers. Individually, when you look at yourself, you examine yourself. Personally, how was you as you entered the church? What are you today in the church? It is God who builds the church. God is building the people. Individually and as a family. And the ministry, God expanded. And there we started with the five ministry. Now we have 17 ministry. We started with the three to four fellowship. Now we have 17 house groups. In the midst of... So the strength of the people, those who are left from here, the country, for various reasons, is more than what we are today. Then you imagine what could be the strength of the church. It is all the work of the Spirit of God. We have one Spirit. We consider we are all one. We need one another. No one is here to claim that it is me. It is my job. It is my ministry. This is me I have to do. No! Everyone has everything to do. All the opportunities given to everybody. We encourage everybody to serve the Lord. Others I used to tell If you are not serving this land through this, this church, you will never serve the Lord anywhere else. I have the boldness to say that. Why? Because I am seeing it from the beginning. So please, brethren, understand this. Remember this. If you don't study the word of God here, you will not say, study anywhere else. So the discipleship training about the, the testimony about the disciples training, every one of us, every leader from me can testify what is the blessing. So it is the Spirit of God encourages and brings us together, encourages about the fellowship. Fourthly and finally, he restores zeal to withstand the hardship of the gospel. That means the hardship. The first I said about the lordship. Second I said about the worship. Thirdly about the fellowship. Now it is about hardship. It is well known to this present world. What we hear what we know around the world is persecution of Christians. It is difficult for Christians to stand firm in their faith. What has happened to the early disciples? They stood very strongly for whatever the persecution they faced. Where and when it was started, you know, from the history of the early disciples or the history of the early church. What we are today is the same. Ezekiel 37, 10. So I prophesy, he says, as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. The army is to win new territories. Ezekiel 38, verse 23 says, Thus I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, 
then they shall know that I am the Lord. When you look at this chapter, verse, chapter 37 of Ezekiel, you, find, you just counted how many times it is mentioned. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. You speak to them. I will restore them. They will, when they hear, when they hear, they will have life. The, the, so in that case, it is possible. So it is the work of the Holy Spirit to restore the zeal to withstand in the hardship. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. That was the advice given by Paul to Timothy. Philippians chapter 5, verse 12 to 14. I know how to be abased, and I know how to be bound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to be abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through, after all these things he is telling, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We hold on only this scripture, verse 13, forgetting about 12. Verse 14 says, Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. The history of the disciples. Several of the early apostles and the evangelists died as a martyrs. Just an example, Stephen stoned to death, Matthew slain to Ethiopia, Mark dragged through streets until death, Luke hanged, Peter and Simon crucified, Andrew died to a cross, James beheaded, Philip crucified and stoned, Patimeu flayed alive, Thomas pierced with lances in India, James the less thrown from temple and beaten to death, Jude shot with arrows, Matthias stoned to death, Paul beheaded. They had a simple saying that Caesar is the Lord means they should have escaped. But their family stood before them. They were shouting, do not give up your faith. Do not give up your faith. That encouraged those children to give their life to Christ. If they don't give their life to Christ on those days, today you and me may not be sitting here. We do not know what should have happened to us. Even we may not be knowing who is Jesus Christ in our life. But they are the examples before us to follow. So they turned the gospel and plundered hell. Every Christian must be a missionary. Tell your neighbor. Every Christian must be a missionary. That is not the end. Because every non-Christian is a mission field. 
every non christian is a mission field so you know you are a missionary you know what is the mission field the option is yours this is the word so as a conclusion revival is not to make us just feel good but to restore revival will restore our spiritual life in understanding about the lordship about worship and about the fellowship and also gives us a strength in our sorry hardship lordship worship fellowship and hardships lordship is he is the captain worship is to god honor fellowship is the team team spirit we need one another none of us are independent and hardship is the new territories for us as a promise in all things god has given us the promise that was the promise which is given to you for this day or this week you will see the greater things than this john 14:12 very truly i tell you whoever believes in me will do the works i have been doing and they will do even greater things than this because i am going to the father nlt says i tell you the truth anyone who believes in me will do the same works i have done and even greater works because i am going to be with the father enough explanation was given to that promise to you so dear children of god let us not have loose hearted whatever the circumstances comes and the message is coming to you as a revival of this year let give ourselves open our hearts unto him available unto him let the spirit of god restores us and work in us through us for the establishment of his kingdom let that be revival starts as individual and in your family in the church and there will be revival in the nation Amen. holy spirit of god will help us Amen. let's close our eyes grace of god once again we thank you and praise you spirit of god thank you for speaking to each and every one of us as we heard your word let your word remain in our life forever spirit of god continue to lead us guide us god is and uses for your glory alone father let there be revival in our individual life in your spiritual life in our homes in our church in our nation in this land before you come in jesus precious name we pray Amen. now is a time for us to go to the lord in the lord's table as all of you know this is the first week and we know we know about what is the lord's table it is not a ritual it is not as a usual thing or a program of the church but this is the ordinance of the new testament churches and this is the commandment what the lord has given to us 
and it is not optional and it is mandatory and as we know from the scripture first corinthian chapter 11 let us read quickly first corinthian chapter 11 verses from 23 for i received from the lord that of which i also delivered to you that the lord jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me in the same manner he also took the cup after the after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death till he comes therefore whoever eats this bread or drink this cup of the lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood and of the lord but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself not discerning the lord's body for this reason many were weak and sick among you and many sleep asleep for if we would judge ourselves we would not be judged but when we are judged we are chastened by the lord that we may not be condemned with the world in this few things you should remember before we come to the lord's table and it is a memorial thing so it is a memorial in the sense and repeatedly it was said it is a remembrance we eat the bread in memory of his body we drink the cup and the fruit wine in memory of his blood secondly it is a communion coming together among us and also spiritually it is coming to sign of we coming together and having it in the lord jesus christ thirdly it is a proclamation proclamation of it, it is for those who are accepted jesus christ those who are died to our sin and live accepted jesus and have the life that means the lord we are proclaiming that the lord's death and the lord's return and that is till he comes we have to proclaim it and how it has to be done the observance is it has to be done with reverence we should have the fear in us respect honor to the lord because it is he who done it and set as an example for each and every one of us to participate in. secondly it has to be done with a self examination we should examine ourselves don't examine others examine yourself if your conscience says that you are worthy to take part in it yes you are most welcome to join it if not it is time for you to re- have reconciliation with our god confess your sins unto him prepare yourself and come and it has to be done with other christians as we said and it has to be done as often as possible this was the exhortation from our lord jesus christ how it has to be done let's close our eyes for a moment 
Father God, we thank you and praise you once again. Thank you for the table that we kept before us. Lord, I take authority in the name of your son Jesus Christ. Bless the bread and the wine and sanctify it. As you are going to have it according to your commandment, Lord, give us the life through that. And also, it is time for us to examine ourselves. If we have done any anything against you against your word knowingly or unknowingly for father you reveal to us spirit of god you reveal to us help us to confess before you lord help us to reconcile for our sins and also lord i pray when we come together lord it is a celebration it is celebration this it is you who prepared for us you gave your life father help us to remember everything what you have done to us it is the time to rejoice with your presence when we are coming together lord bless this table and bless us and let this day be a day of celebration in your presence as it is in the beginning of the month february of father thank you for once again accepting our prayers in jesus precious name we pray once again dear brothers and sisters it is purely kept for the children of god those who are accepted jesus christ as the lord and savior and gone through identify themselves as a witness in the waters of baptism those who are not please it is better for you to refrain from taking part in this table now you are most welcome to take part oh lord my god when i Ha! 
God is great. Let's be on our feet. Hallelujah. In John 6, 3, 35, Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. The bread that we just took now is a symbol of Christ's body. And that is the body that he has given unto us on the cross of Calvary. And he's given us this bread to do this in his remembrance so that we shall continue to have life in him. For you taking this bread means that you remain alive. This is a symbol of connectedness, that you are connected to God. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 12 that all believers belong to one body and that is Jesus Christ. One may be hand, one may be foot, one may be leg. But we are part of the same body. When we partake in communion, we are simply saying that we belong to him. This is a reminder of what Jesus said when he was living. Do this in my remembrance. We have heard today that we have to be alive. We need to revive ourselves. We need to ensure that we are alive. We heard about it yesterday night. We have been hearing about revival. So, not just physically, spiritually, we need to revive ourselves. As long as we are partaking in this communion, it's a reminder to us that wherever we have slept, wherever that is dead in our body need to be revived. Hallelujah. Esclatiasis 9, verse 4. Listen to what he said. But for him... Who is joined to a living, to, the live, to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. So, you need to revive yourself. You might be thinking you are alive. Yes, you are breathing. You are alive. But get revived. Get revived. When you read further that Ecclesiastes time. If you read further to 5 and 6, we see that it is those that are living that have the opportunity to do things that will be rewarded. When you are alive outside his kingdom, when you are alive outside his tabernacle, the kind of reward that will come, you may not have it. But when you are alive with Christ, when you are alive with God, whatever you lay your hand upon, success is assured. Amen? Let's listen to what Job said. Job 27, verse 2 to 4. As God lives, who has taken away my justice? As God lives, who has taken away my justice? And the Almighty, 
who has made my soul bitter. As long as my breath is in me, and the breath of God in my nostril, my lip will not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. What are you passing through? Is there anything you are going through that is giving you concern? As long as you live, you need to do what? To praise God. The last verse of Psalm, Psalm 150. Everything that has breath should do what? Should praise God. Now you are going to turn into prayer. Lord, I've partake in your communion today. Revive me. You know the area where you want God to revive you. Commit it unto God. Lord, revive me. I want to be revived. Not just physically. Spiritually, I want to be revived. As I've taken this communion, Father, let it revive every dead situation in my life. Whatever that dead situation that is troubling you, that, those areas of your life do you, that you feel that is dead, Ask God that this communion you have partake should revive you. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. For another opportunity, we have to share your word and to partake in the communion. Father, everything that is dead in us, use this communion to revive it in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Every dead situation, because as long as we live, we want to continuously praise you. Every dead situation, Father, command your spirit to revive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Lord, we thank you for your servant that you have used and everyone you have used for today's service. Lord, we can feel your presence in our midst. We give you praise. We give you adoration. As we go to our different homes now, Father, we pray that you will go ahead of us in Jesus' name. And that thing, good thing you have done in our life shall remain permanent in Jesus' name. Lord, every other area that needs touch, you will touch us and revive us in the mighty name of Jesus. And when we meet here within the week for program or next Friday, let our testimony be full in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let us share the grace together in fellowship. Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Greet your neighbor. God bless you all.